Today's sponsor is Audible.com, the leading provider of downloadable audiobooks with over 100,000 titles and virtually every genre of book. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Listen to audiobooks anytime, anywhere, on anything. Audible is offering It's That Episode listeners a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show they choose. We watch that episode, we talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other crap. Today I'm very excited. My guest is Mike Still, who is a mainstay at the UCB Theater in L.A. He moved there a couple of years ago. You might know him from Death by Ruru. You've probably seen him at Ascat. He was even on Happy Endings last year. He's a genius, he's a funny man, and he's in my, he's in my couch. I am in your couch. Just my face is sticking out. Yeah, you, you told me to wedge the mic just in one of the cushions, and you're just <laughs> lying flat face down on the yeah, couch. Yeah, I like, I like the feeling of a... a something hugging me yeah. yeah well you're not gonna get one from this guy no way um how you doing mike i'm great craig thank you for having me here yeah. you flew to new york just for this just for this podcast i like to fly around to do podcasts which i appreciate. spent a lot of money doing it yeah yeah and um you know i i said i would or offer you some food and since you paid for the flight that's but fair but I, you haven't just offered water so far yeah that's it so i apologize yeah, for you that. can't eat water nope <laughs> um, well, I thank you for coming here, and this is actually the show that you. I'll let you say the show uh, that you chose, but I'll say this: that this is a show that I've. I'm very excited to see. I think a formative television show for me personally, probably a lot of uh, people our age, and uh, I haven't watched it since it aired. I have not watched this since it aired either. And uh, the show is you can't do that on television. Yes, which uh, I watched on Nickelodeon. I was a huge Nickelodeon consumer as a child. Yeah, my parents would set me down in front of Nickelodeon with a pack of cigarettes, and they'd just say, <laughs> "They say enjoy your afternoon, Mike." They say, "Don't turn off the TV till you finish every one of yeah, them." Yeah, and I would every day, every night. I would start at three thirty when I would get back from uh, school and just smoke a pack of cigarettes. And this show um, was a. Sort of the first hit for Nickelodeon. It was big. It was a big show, and yeah. it, it, I did a little research, and it basically it started as a Canadian television show in yes. Ottawa, a local station. As most great comedy somehow has a genesis in Canada. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of, and and it was a sketch comedy show for kids, yeah. starring mostly kids, with yeah. one or two adult actors. And it was really weird. It was super weird. It was weirder than, uh, I think, Saturday Night Live at the time. Uh, it, it had a lot of, like, SCTV kind of feel to it. But what was kind of cool about You Can't Do That on Television is that they were returning uh, motifs. Or like, like there, was, there were several, uh, uh, there was, like, a torture yes, uh, dungeon, dungeon that would yeah. always come back, right? Yeah. There was an execution, a firing squad that would always come back. Yeah. And it was always interacting between a kid. Wow, how dark, how dark was that? Super, Super dark. dark. Yeah. Really dark. Basically, that sketch was uh, the one actor, adult actor, who was like in. Er and I didn't realize until yeah. a couple years ago when I did 
like goes like, oh, I want to look back in, in, into some of that show. That it was all this one male. It's actor. the guy, Les Lie, right? Les Lie, and, and he just died like a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah, and I think it got it reminded me about that show and how I'd seen like every episode of that show. And as a kid, I thought that was like a, just a bunch of different dudes, but it was one guy playing all him. these really big sort of eclectic characters. Yeah, and that one sketch, the uh, execution, would be him. As about like, to kill as like a, I don't know I think he was like a a dictator from South America yeah. kind of like a banana republic dictator yeah. sort of thing so he'd have like a little pencil mustache and he was in like military uh, tan fatigues and he'd always say like do you have any last requests or, yeah, or do you have any last words or something like that and basically the kids who are going to be ex- killed <laughs> the would, kid they're about to kill a kid would would sort of trick him into stepping in front of them yes! saying fire and he would go what fire and then and then it, the sketch would always end with him getting shot to death and, and him and, dying. And when I was reading on it, this, <laughs> I, I forgot about just that. Just reading about it, they were like, sometimes the kids would be shot, like sometimes once in a yeah. while, like, and they just sort of pan away or just go to black, and you just hear like gunshots. Yeah. Crazy, insane, which, and then one of the, another mainstay sketch, which I think was sort of probably the most uh, popular or the most memorable one, was uh, Les Lie as Barth. Barth, who, which I thought was Barf until I, I sent an email to Craig today. I'm like, I hope we get to see Barf in this one. I said no. It's, it's Barth. Barth. It's Barth. Yeah, and my he, child mind couldn't parse the I th it, and an F. I thought it was Barf. As my little Barf. stupid brain. And 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 in so basically, he ran a diner that. He, yeah. And he, it would all all the burger. It was called like the Barth Burger, and it was just filled with like poison and, and like, rats and rats. mice. And his catchphrase was, "What do you think's in the burger?" No, no, no. The kids he, would say he, that. He would say, and then and goes, he'd go, "Die." I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, always say I heard that. <laughs> I have to say, there's nothing funnier to me right now about, than more than us simultaneously saying that. I heard that. It sounds like such a catchphrase. It's like it's so clearly a catchphrase. And we weren't as a kid like, oh, they keep repeating this fucking stupid thing. We were just like, of course he's going to say oh, that. That's God. what he says. That's so funny. He said it every, <laughs> every single time. day. Every time. Every time. I mean, even the fire thing, it was the same joke every single time. And, and this ran for 10 years. This ran for 10 years. Ten, yeah, 10 Ten years, yeah. and that every time was so funny to me. <laughs> I heard that it's like, just like that's on his gravestone, probably. I know. I mean, like I could see us like trying to write that, and it'd be like, oh, I don't know. I heard that. He's not going to say I heard uh, that. Like, that's yeah. not going to work as a punchline for ten years. <laughs> and then probably like five years into it, they're like, no, nah, this doesn't, line doesn't work. Just throw I heard that in there. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's going to be fine. Just I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> oh my god, I heard that. That. Um, and everyone would laugh because they hurt. We knew that he was a hurt it, and he. <laughs> <laughs> that he heard that <laughs> and then they would like basically puke like that was every, yeah, ep, they every single time and so basically so this show is, is uh yeah very sort of kid or but gross out really gross, All gross out, out. They, i think this show really solidified the idea of like nickelodeon being a gross out channel because in the 80s it was very gross out. i don't know if it still is i, I think it leaned more towards especially in the early 90s sort of changed over but they yeah. basically nickelodeon Co-opted. The other big thing about the show was the slime. It's huge. They created the slime. So the green slime that became sort of the logo for Nickelodeon yeah. started. And I just, oh my god. So this is the most one of the more, most research I've ever done is on a show was this. I found out through Wikipedia that there was a documentary in 2006 called um, "You Can't Do That on Film." And it's it's <laughs> like a labor of love fan documentary. Awful name. Terrible name. <laughs> terrible documentary. I mean, 
it's all interviews, which are he found like almost everybody, but it is so like clinical and boring, and they didn't get any rights to any <laughs> of the just, footage. It was just like really like dry narrator, just being like, "This is less lie." He's getting ready for his next character. Yes, that's like creepy. And but it, you, you see the kid who made it. He's twenty years old. He's like, "Here I am in Ottawa. I'm going to get an exclusive tour in the studio." Where this was filmed from 1979. The studio doesn't have anything that it used, did it? Or it has the lockers. Oh, it has the lockers. Where they pop out. These are now the actual lockers. These are the lockers. But oh, so I was going to say that he interviews the guy who created the barf or the barf, the slime. Yeah, and and it's the (laughs) first version of it. He literally used boiled uh, sauce. Pork sausages. (laughs) What? And they went like rancid. Like he made it. He made it. They didn't end up using it for a week, and he kept it. And then they poured like rancid sausage on it. This is making. I'm like, like feel sick. It's like no matter what. I I don't know why they didn't realize. Like no matter what, to pour meat on a kid. It's awful. That's awful. (laughs) Meat on a kid, even if it's fresh meat, even if it's not meat that has been decaying from bacteria. uh, It's awful. We did. I I did um, a car commercial which is run, it's a spanish hyundai commercial Ooh, okay and i got apparently it's running a lot because i get <laughs> recognized by people that watch spanish tv that's great. like the guy at the corner store uh it had a catchphrase in it uh uh well i didn't say it twice so i don't know but it was meant to be meant to be a catchphrase if they if this character came back in other commercials uh uh so i was like the Basically, I get confused about like what a men's bathroom is. So, like, I order food. I say, "Can I get a men's bathroom for two? Right? So, I say, "El baño de hombres for two. And so, I was at the bodega at my corner in uh, uh, my neighborhood, and I just hear this guy go, "El baño de hombres." And I'm like, why did that guy just say men's bathroom? And then I realized he was like seeing if I was the guy. You are a product of catchphrases. Is it? Yeah. But then, but the rancid thing made me think that it was at, the idea was that it was set up at a Spanish restaurant. So they put out big plates of seafood for all the extras and stuff, right? So the shoot went like 10 hours. It was and a you're long under shoot. Hot lights. Hot light. It was outside in the hot, like, LA, like, summer. And. The food was getting rancid, but they didn't have stuff to replace it with. So there were all of the <laughs> they started smelling like fish, and all of the extras just had flies swarming around like their plates and stuff. And they're getting paid, you know, like hundred bucks or something to be like extra. Like, and there was, it was just disgusting. Oh, that's awful, so foul. That yeah, is I don't so know. Disgusting. How does a prop person not think? Don't put pork on kids. Don't put seafood in front of people in the sun. Uh. It's the pioneer. Well, I think the the one of the nice and charming things about this show besides for the pork sausages being poured on kids sure. is that it is sort of this like I mean, this was a phenomenon in America, but this started yeah. as a teeny show where teeny they didn't show. know what, what they were. I mean, no. I think they knew what they were doing. They made a good. It was t- more of a variety show. show originally, right? Yeah, Apparently they were sort of like, like a live show, sort of, and they had yeah. bands and stuff play. Yeah, and then it sort of exploded into this thing where I mean, it was a kid sh- like. It was yeah. My- what did they eventually make the slime out of? Did they, they say made it? They eventually made it out of um, the lining of cow's stomach. No, I, have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. Actually, I re- <laughs> stay. It's good for longer. It's, yeah, it's tougher. The meat just doesn't go as No, but I think they – it was like – I read up. It was like oatmeal and stuff and food coloring, but they'd had a contest where kids had to make their own slime and try to figure it out. Yeah, remember that. But Yeah, it was like – yeah, I like Nick, vaguely remember these like Nickelodeon contests and contests. stuff. Do you remember the one where it was like – I think it was 1988 and it was kids had to be the president – dress up as the president – 
okay. and like tell jokes as like historical figures. So they dress up as Reagan, I guess. At that yeah, time. I saw like there was a kid who did like a Reagan, and he was like, he was like, I reckon I ran. I haven't ran anywhere in a long time. It was like awful, like puns. And, and the stuff. father off camera is giving the you got it. Up. Yeah, you, you did it. You don't know what this means. <laughs> it's know? such a weird contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what this was. I think when Nickelodeon was still figuring it out. Um, and I guess this show must have run. It started in 1979 and ran to like 1990. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit younger than you, but I remember this must have ran like constantly. Yeah, I think so. I think it was just would just fill the gaps in Nickelodeon's like scheduling because I, I felt like I watched it all the time. Um, are, so you haven't watched it since it aired? I don't think I have. I don't think. I mean, maybe I've seen like a saw like a clip when Les Lie died, but I have not watched a full episode since it aired. And uh, we decided to neither have I. Actually, in fact, I when I was working at one job, it was uh, an editing job, a really bad one, and and all the editors traded DVDs and stuff. And uh-huh. somebody gave me every single episode of You Can't Do That on Television on DVD. Really? But I sort of never watched it because part of me was like. It's this pure thing from That's when I was a true. kid. You know what I mean? It, it had this yeah. very positive effect. It was like a very – it was one of the first shows. Oh. I, I didn't really watch Pee Wee Herman. I mean I saw it, but I wasn't like yeah. – this was my this was the show that I remember being like, this is wacky and weird. This like Mad Magazine just like weird. Yeah, really it's out funny. There. It was like – for me, I was like, this is the apex of comedy. Yeah. Like, they're doing it right. Yeah. As much as I could understand, they were doing it right. Yeah, so so – I sort of like avoided watching it, so I'm really excited. This and is like interested. opening a time capsule. Yeah, it is. Um, and we sort of we sort of picked an episode. Uh, I guess the the show would work on themes, so it'd be sort yeah. of like they'd pick a theme for the day, like body parts or whatever, and then it would be about that. And the one, and then I, I through Wikipedia we found that there's a, a band episode called Divorce, or it was banned in Canada. I don't know if it was banned in America. There are two banned episodes. One was called Adoption, and one was Divorce. So we're gonna watch the Divorce episode, yeah. Which I feel like we'll be interested to see. Like, like why was it banned? And why would it's not in this isn't educational programming. Yeah. This is not so like taking on something like divorce. No, there was nothing. There was no like. I mean, sometimes I think someone would sit down and there'd be like a little talk. Right. With, uh, when Les Lie would play the stage manager. Right. Because they had like this central area where they were all kind of be themselves. Right. Yes. Which was actually a great. Hey, they did it before Chappelle did. Yeah, and they did that before uh, like Kids in the Hall. Yeah, just like this is them. This is them. And, uh, yeah, so I'm interested to see sort of how they deal with this and how weird it gets. And yeah. uh, is there anything you'll be looking out for specifically? In, uh- I want to see, like, because I had really specific ideas about, like, who were, like, the attractive ones on it. Mm-hmm. And I want to see now as a 32-year-old male with a mustache who's still attractive. Or... Or, <laughs> okay, interesting. You want to no. see which nine-year-old child yeah. is the most attractive? No, but like when you have that idea of someone like in your head when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, oh, totally. that's like the attractive fourth grader. And then right. you go back in your yearbook and you're like, Jesus, that was, this is a child I was attracted to. <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah, it's so funny too because it also I remember watching this and even though they're kids, they're on TV, they're interacting with adults, they feel adults. You yeah. know what I mean? And also they were older than us probably too. Yeah, and and they were. They were doing stuff that was weird. Like, they were doing yeah. stuff that probably wouldn't be allowed, like getting exactly. slimed or like. And, like, Christine Moose, I remember her nickname was Moose. Which is really offensive if you're yeah. a little girl. That must have messed with her and, a lot. Because she was, like, the big one, but, like, probably not that much bigger than anyone else. I looked at her as though she was, like, my age now. Yeah. Like, if I had to, like, draw what she looked like my age 
She'd be a bodybuilder your age. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a huge bodybuilder my age, big um, Austrian bodybuilder. Yeah, I'm excited, and I'm ex- I'm ex- personally excited just to see those recurring things. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the dungeon. Hopefully, we'll see a dungeon. Hopefully, we'll see an execution. The, the where they pop out of the lockers, locker room, like, which was very much laughing. Yeah, um, and uh, and I'm interested now to see this guy Les Lie, who I thought was a million different actors doing and seeing yeah. him. Take on all these characters and seeing if it holds up. Yeah, see if uh, Les's chops if they still have, hold up, and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll he'll, we'll honor his um, his memory. Yes, with um, with our criticism of him yes. afterwards. This is for you, Les. This is for you, Les. So let's check out um, adoption. Adop- or, 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 adop- which one? Divorce. Which, uh, divorce or adoption? Which one was the? Let's hedge our bets and say I'm going to get it open right here, and I believe we decided on. Divorce. Divorce. So <laughs> I'm not going to edit this out. It's just going to be us being confused. <laughs> All right, let's check out Divorce. Divorce. How did it happen to your ex-wife, Bert? Who do you think's in the burger? Uh, I heard that, but uh, I'll ignore it this time around. As a matter of fact, Marjorie, my ex-wife is a very rich woman. She's had eight ex-husbands. All died and left her a lot of money. That's too bad, Bert. Did you ever get to meet anyone? Any of them. As a matter of fact, I met all of them. She used to bring them in here to eat. Then a few days later, they're all dead. Let <laughs> me think about that. <laughs> a quick reminder that today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan, C-R-A-I-G, R-O-W-I-N for free audio download and free membership. Uh, I Because we're talking about you can't do that on television, I searched on Audible Less Lie. It was sort of a Hail Mary pass to see if there's anything about him. There is not, but there's no Less Lie, but there is Less Miserables, the book. Uh, so you can get Les Miserables. Or if you're into sketch comedy, because we're talking about, you can't do that on television, sketch comedy, Canada stuff. So I looked up Second City, uh, which is sort of related, and they've got the best of Second City. They've got sketches with Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, Amy Sedaris, Paul Donnello before they were stars. That sounds pretty intriguing if you like that type of stuff. So check that out. Go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig. Rowan, let's get back to you can't do this on te- you can't do that on television. Excuse me, let's get back to it. All right, yeah, you can't do that on television. Yeah, first time, first viewing, first viewing in thirty years, something like that. Well, I guess less. Well, than that. much less because I'm twenty nine years old. Yeah, so. yeah. in um, the womb. The last time you saw it was in the womb. Uh, this it was really cool to see that. I loved it. I I think it held up. I think so too. What I two things. I guess one of the things that I I don't know if I forgot or whatever, but there was so much content in that. There was so much content. Like it's uh, uh, the the speed at which it bounces between little sketches is unbelievable. It's it's like basically three line scenes and then like on to the next thing. It's what we call in the sketch business is blackout sketches. It's a lot of blackouts. But there, it, it's interesting because it was yeah like one after another after another. Like and robot some chicken. Of them, some of them sort of related back to other ones mm-hmm. uh, or. They they took place in the same world, or they were recurring. You know, like um, like the Barth, seeing Barth like three yeah. or four times, and yeah, it was crazy. It was like, and, and considering, and I've watched a lot of shows 
for this podcast that are from the 80s and stuff and some things feel very slow yeah, this because is... the the you know the pace just, I think our attention span has gotten shorter and TV attention span but this was pretty fast moved like, along yeah and 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 the I, I was really impressed with it and I wondered is it because I never watched a lot of like Carol Burnett show or any mm. of those kind of like variety shows from like the sixties, early and seventies? Is that what it's based off of in terms of pace? I think well, it has longer, to be right? like laughing. I feel like laughing Laugh was, was like quick. that fast, those short sort of blackout stuff. Quick, suck it to me. But I feel and all like those stuff. other ones were more variety style, longer scenes. Yeah, like you, you sort of saw the characters more of their lives. You know, with yeah. this, it was like. So, I mean, I guess we can explain sort of the, the way sure. that it works is, uh, like, the theme of the episode was divorce. Divorce. Literally every sketch touched upon it. I every think, single sketch was about divorce. I think you can sort of put it in a way, like, this was sort of, it's like a live-action comic strip in a way. Yeah. Like, everything is sort of short little bits. But, um, like, for the very first sketch was, like, a sketch about... Um, the kids fighting and then the parents were like well the very first thing was the over it was like the frame right? right so it was like ross who is the studio director oh, right, right, guess, right 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 so all of a sudden the credits stop yes and there's like half the screen is gone uh or, or basically like what happened is like oh the producers are getting divorced well even in fact we were watching the the title sequence right this yeah. was, and we were confused at the end we're like didn't at the at very end of the title season like sequence uh the, the, less lies face with you can't do this on television is written and then it's her cracks open yeah and if you remember the title sequence it's like this uh terry gilliam style totally cutout Monty Python. it's very cool and these kids like get put through meat grinders and then fill up a school bus and then are dropped off at the television like the canadian television studio which is pretty much the coolest thing i mean if you're a kid watching this you're like i get to die and be on tv yeah you're like that's awesome i get to be grounded up into meat and (laughs) dropped off at a tv yeah station but it's awesome like it sets up that thing of like these are real kids yeah so we were so excited because they're about to stamp you can't do that on television unless his face and then his face cracks and then it goes to reveal them in the studio but then it didn't do that and we were confused and then they explained that the producer of the show got divorced and his wife gets half of everything. So half of the screen is black. Yeah. And, and, uh, those characters who are on the other half are like sort of in a, like a cold storage. They, say. they said like, that they were in a cold storage. So yeah. You, sort of their audio is weird, like off in the distance and stuff. And it's, I mean, really cool because if you think about it, that's a really sort of, advanced concept. it's high concept yeah. the idea so and then they played that out through the like whenever it would bounce back to them in the studio it would be all about like okay the everything is in half like all their costumes are in half all, all the food food is in half uh, even one of the uh when the there are two key catchphrases in the show or trigger words in the show if somebody says water on the set not in a sketch i don't think N- no or i don't know maybe it's, it's usually just on the set just i don't think they get slimed outside of the set world. if you say water a bucket of water drops on you yeah. and if you say i don't know that's when the green slime falls on you yeah. which and is, i was genuinely surprised to the same year, i hadn't like seen they, it in 20 years they or, do this good job i mean i'm sure if you watch it one after another you sort of see them coming but with this it was like it naturally and not like in a I don't know like they just yeah. said it conversationally and like slime fell on her face but we were like oh this is a rip off there's only there, she yeah. didn't even get like, slimed hit her shoulder and we're Lisa sort of, only got hit in the shoulder and then they're like um, oh well they took half the slime yeah but I mean can you this is a kid's show and we were surprised by multiple things and not in like a why did they do that but like oh wow they 
Yeah. That was really smart writing. Absolutely. And it it came as a surprise, not as like this cheesy, winky at camera type of thing. You know, I think that that was one of the things that struck me was, uh, so there are two adults in the show. There's there's Les Lai, uh, and then I forget what the woman's name, Abby something. Yeah, I forget her name. In in a couple episodes, I think Ruth Buzzy actually did. uh, Really? Yeah. uh, But in this, it was this other woman. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Les Lai, though, plays lots of different characters. He's almost in, like, he's in, like, over half the sketches as, like, other characters characters and i'm always really struck by his performance he does not talk down or perform down to the kids at all no he's an equal with them he is uh uh, in every sort of performance you feel him acting with the kids really connecting with the kids yeah and it makes the performance so great so great to watch because they're not pandering to anyone in this show they're not like you stupid kids here's what kids like for comedy you know yeah no it definitely feels uh like he's and having watched half of the documentary before I gave up on it, yeah. uh, that he was, like, really involved with the kids, like, really liked them, like, helped them out with stuff, went over scripts with them. And you see, like, you figure in those Barth scenes, which to me are the... They're just stick out of my mind because I guess they're so gross out and with yeah. the catchphrase and everything. But, like, for those kids, that mu- you see them sitting there and, like, they're sort of, like, smile. Like, it seems like they're having fun. I mean, they're, they're getting, like, fun. this amazing performer in front of them, like, grossing them out and yeah. doing these... And all a lot of his characters are super gross. Like, They're, yeah, I forgot. I mean, I remembered the. We were talking about this, but there's uh, a recurring characters are the parents. Which, there's two parents, yeah, and which is interesting. What I like about the show too is, it, it's an interesting thing, and it somehow works. Is the kids are their own names in the studio, all, always, but they're yeah. also their own names in all the sketches all the time. It's, so it's like, cool. It's cool that like. They have these parents that are their supposed to be their real parents or whatever, but yeah. they're like, like the woman, the, the I forget the actress's name. Sorry to all those super uh, you can't do that in television fans. This we're not going to be historians here. Yeah, people are going to be upset. They're like, how are they even talking about this if they don't remember? What her exact name names. is? Patricia Sweetheart Janice. No, <laughs> Sweet, that was a terrible Sweetheart name. Janice. Um, anyway, so. Um, but her face is so gaunt and like they made her makeup seem like sort of like unhealthy. Well, I, both the parents look like they're just heavy smokers. Yeah. They're just like yeah, the sunken in eyes because the uh, lie plays the dad. It's Homer Simpson. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It like, really is. He's it drinking like beer. Homer he's Simpson. smoking cigarettes. And you said it. Yeah. And he goes, ah, it's like weird. He it, does that like thing in his voice. He's like, hey, Alistair. And the mom is sort of stylistically like Marge in a way, yeah, which is weird. Hair. Marge, I thought you said your parents were getting a separation. They are. But since neither of them could afford to move in, they separated the house. Oh. Marjorie, dear, I'm afraid your little friend is going to have to go home now. Oh, Mom, she just got here. Marjorie, dear, you know the rules. No company after 8 o'clock. All right. Dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, what is it, uh, Marjorie? Can we come over to play? Why, sure, kid. You know what I always say. My house is your house. <laughs> Bye, Mom. Bye, dear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on. Marjorie, I can't see the TV. Oh, yeah, I know that. Mom got custody. Ah, I got custody of the fridge. We're not that saying out. that Matt Groening hey. stole stuff. We're not, from that. We're not saying that, that Homer Simpson not... is a ripoff. We're not saying that. But it's 
it really feels like that. Yeah, and I guess all your own conclusions. Listen, guys, now the evidence are, is there. You you send the evidence to us, and we'll promote it. But we're not saying no, no. We're not. Sa- we're, we want people to figure things out on their own. But all I'm going to say is look at a photograph of Les Lye as the father character, and look at a picture of Homer Simpson, and tell me. And I'm not saying I'm not saying they're the same. But I'm just saying. I'm saying. Do your own. We're, we want you diligence. to say. What you think, and we won't. We might agree with it, or we, we might probably not. agree with it. And we'll tell you what to think, and um, but we won't tell you right now what we think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh yeah. So it's like, I guess Homer and uh, Marge are sort of They're based on our archetypes. Yeah. But it, it is funny, like to see that that's this is like ten years before and the that. cadence of the voice. That's the thing for yes. me. Like it's, it's like yeah. There's the dad. There's the drunk dad. But it's like okay, he's fat, has a beer at all times. He talks with this like thing where oh, oh, I can't do it. I yeah. keep trying to no, do it, good. And failing miserably. <laughs> but like uh, uh, it, it, it's striking. It's striking. Yeah, and it um, and. And it is interesting. I mean, watching this, I guess this was banned in Canada. It, it, the The content wasn't, like, um, offensive, but it was really using – I mean, I can't imagine seeing a kid's show like this where they're talking about divorce. They're talking about splitting money, but not in, like, a, yeah, my mom – like, oh, we're getting through this. It was making yeah. fun of divorce. It was, it make- was making fun of it. In fact, like, I could see I, – I come from an unbroken home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my parents are together. But I could see, like, this – if you're older – this would be perfect for, like, a 13-year-old who has dealt with divorce and just wants to kind of fucking make fun of all. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Because it, was- it makes fun of it, but it doesn't – you know, it, it re- they do a really great job of, like, hitting all the different aspects of divorce. Yeah, they, it's – I mean, to me, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, they really beat the hell out of the idea. Like, they really came up with so many cool concepts and you know a lot of them are sort of like one line joke t- lately yeah. up to some one of the sometimes jokes. there's barely a joke but you get it's like okay well that was a fun but, idea. but they like really brought like there were things about um like custody stuff with uh like one the the parents they literally split the ha- house uh in half uh there's stuff about you know um the like Am I the reason for the divorce? That yeah. was a funny one. That was like yeah. that whole thing of like you're never the reason for the divorce. But this one girl was sort of like I I, I think I don't know if my parents got divorced because of me, but like I did tell yeah. my there's Lisa and Moose. Oh yeah, Lisa and Moose, who was uh, I I feel like that's a mean name. She's barely a Moose. Yeah, she's bar- barely barely a Moose. <laughs> she should be called barely Moose. <laughs> barely Moose. Um, but so, yeah, she's like, what was she saying? Like, so Lisa's uh, like, it's my fault. Moose is like, no, I can't imagine that it'd be your fault. And she's like, well, I did, you know, tell my mom that my dad was seeing other women and showed her pictures of him. Yeah. And she's like, and I, uh. And then I told my mom that my dad said that she had fat thighs. Yeah. And like, and then you're like, oh, it's clear that she really was. She the was the impetus yeah. for the divorce. And then there was like that another great Lisa. Man, these really quality Lisa Moose and Moose. Dude, Lisa Moose, classic Lisa mm, Moose. They're great. Uh, uh, where they were like. I thought it was a fun game. It was like where they saw like the hot new boy. Oh, which I, yeah, first of all, anyone that's looking cool in the eighties in an eighties thing is hilarious. So yeah. there's like this guy with like huge feathered hair and he's wearing aviator sunglasses and like tucked in denim on denim sort of thing, right? Yeah. So like uh, uh, they're they're like he's gonna be great. Oh my god! I bet if I asked him out, he'd say yes, yeah. Uh, uh, and then they start being like, wait a minute, he's totally gonna get interested in another girl eventually, and then leave me with all the kids. And uh, and then they go and splash they water. Splash on water, him. and then she's like, I can't believe you'd leave him. 
her with a fatherless home. Yeah. And it's like, it's really like good right. I mean, sketch right. You can easily see that on like a sketch show or something. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And I do like, I mean, and it's also like, I forgot how, I, these kids are a little bit older than I thought. I guess yeah. they're probably like 14, 15. I think what was, I mean, I guess this was 84. So these, a lot of these kids had been there since 79. So they, some of the, yeah, since 79. So net, then like you have like Lisa and Moose and like Alistair, they start getting phased out. Right. And they have these younger kids like Marjorie. In fact. And that other kid, which I bet we know him. Justin. Before. Justin. Yeah. I like that Justin. And I think I remember this from being a kid. He wore a necklace. Like, that was like his thing. Yeah. But there's something about like. You rarely see in shows like it, it. It didn't seem it wasn't like a character choice because he was playing himself. Yeah, it was just his necklace that he wore. I don't know. There's always something that sort of <laughs> struck me. Did about you that. buy a necklace when you were yeah, a kid? Did you saw that? His you action like, figure, the necklace came separately <laughs> with detachable necklace. Um, but it, it is funny to realize like there are these mainstay people. But if you look at the IMDb. Or if you watched half of the documentary like I did, that there were like over the course of 11 or 12 years or whatever, there were like 100 cast members. Yeah. So I guess probably at the end there must have been like a huge turn. Tearing them through. I was, uh, I was saying earlier that um, if you look at the – there's a, someone has a great collection on YouTube of all these, and I recommend that you go and just watch dozens of them. Uh, uh, but you can see as it goes on because it's chronological, all of a sudden like in like 89 and 90, it's like all the old kids are gone. And it's just like Les Lies, the stage manager, Ross, like sitting there with like a bunch of like seven-year-old, eight-year-old kids that look very – look like they should be on home improvement. Right. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Style. JTT is there. And, and you know, it's uh, you mentioned the YouTube videos, the YouTube channel. It's sort of weird to me because this clip that we just watched or this episode we got on YouTube, I think it was put up a year or two ago. It only has like 375 views. Really? Is this and lost? Do people, I mean, people I, must think about this show, I, right? I, I think it's, I, oh, um, I uh, unprofessionally left my phone on, so it's ringing, but we'll just talk through it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this show, I don't think it ever came out on DVD. I don't think, uh, I, I don't think it was like a big thing, but I mean, it was a huge, it was like, I Absolutely. feel so bad that this, the Can, phone is Will it pick up? Or how directional are these mics? These, uh, I think you'll probably, you know what? I'll put in a sound effect. Because if, if it doesn't pick up the phone, you've got to put in a great sound effect. Yeah, let me just, uh, yeah, I'm going to, if this, if, if, if they if, call back, I'll, no matter what, there's going to be a ring in there. All right, guys. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it was a show that it was the most popular show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. It got huge ratings and it was on all the time. But I do feel like at the same time, it still feels. Because there was never a resurgence, it didn't last that long. It doesn't feel like really personal to you. Like, doesn't yeah. it feel like it doesn't Super. feel like that? Thi- like, it feels like when we said "Die" heard that together at the same time. I was, it was like, like wow, amazing. Somebody remembers. Yeah, what I remember. So many things were like bubbling up in my brain, parts of my brain that have not been lit up in forever. And uh, uh, you know what? This was replaced by another show, which was replaced by all that. Mm. And I feel like people mention all that often, yeah, especially I'm, with like Amanda Bynes, with Keenan still around, Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel, that gets mentioned. Yeah. But maybe it's because Nickelodeon had, the viewership just got skyrocketed in the 90s. I think, yeah, um, Wikipedia breaks up it uh, from the 90s as a different section. Let's it's just, totally say, yeah. let's just a, say that, that that Wikipedia, they split it up and said the yeah. 90s when it blew Completely up. Completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely became sort of, you know, I think cleaner, like it, it better produced. Not that this wasn't well produced, but this yeah. feels smaller. It feels local, which it was. Yeah. And, ha- and it, it doesn't. 
there's something about it that feels very crafted from a particular point of view. It yeah. doesn't feel corporate at all. No, it doesn't. In fact, it feels like, and it is outsider. I mean, these yeah. the, the, the cast, they're all Canadian. It's all Ottawa. Yeah. We haven't mentioned Alanis Morissette, of course. Oh, yeah. Famously was, used to be a kid on the early She seasons, was, right? I think, believe, no, I think it was 86, uh, 86, 87, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, she was later. So she, she um, yeah, I, I don't. I, you know, she was only in so many episodes. She but, wasn't in a lot. But to a lot of people, I think that's like a, a cultural uh, That's touchstone. when it gets mentioned the most yeah. is in terms of Alanis Morissette. We need to, we need to bring this back. I, I want to. I think it's like, um, yeah, just really cool, interesting, weird programming for kids. Yeah. Like, and I, I think – I don't know if parents would – I don't know. It's some of those weird things where I, I feel like I always say like, oh, they wouldn't do this nowadays. Yeah. But – I feel like they, there's something maybe equivalent, but yeah. this just seems like very uh, there like was, dirty. A, a friend of mine writes for Incredible Crew, which is a oh, yeah, cartoon sure. network show. And I think that they took this some inspiration from this. And that's, that's a, a pretty weird show. That's a current, that? current kids show, current which kids is show sketch on Cartoon comedy. Network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's – I feel like there must be some stuff. But this just feels le- – yeah, like you said, less corporate, more home yeah. home brewed. Uh, I loved seeing some of this stuff that like hadn't thought about in years, like the hexagonical, like it looks like that, you know, those like monkey bars that are like a half circle, like an orb, the orb. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the set looks like, but like with glass and then there's carpet everywhere, which for me think, I think very eighties, like, like a platforms with carpet on it. Sure. Very like like reading rainbow, like all that sort of stuff. And Soft. It's really cool because the studio is sort of the home base, and it, you would assume that that would be sort of like really grounded. But they do really cool stuff. Like I forgot until today, but then I, when I heard it, I was like, "Oh my god!" The introduction to the opposites. Yeah, they had like opposite sketches. Such a cool concept. Basically, the whole show they're talking about the divorce being like, um, you know, uh, splitting up the the uh, production. You know, the wife gets half, and then in one they're like, "Oh." Don't worry, everybody's getting everything. Everything's back. Everything's to fine. And they're yeah. like, "Oh, great, great, Ross!" And then he goes, "Oh no, it's an introduction, introduction to, to the, the opposite, opposite sketches." And, yeah. And then the screen like flips over, like the the whole image flips and like scoots off. And then there's a sketch that plays with the teacher. Yeah, that plays totally against everything else that we've been yeah. seeing. Okay, got good news for you. <sighs> the producer and his wife have had a reconciliation. Oh! You have so, to explain the teacher the character. Te- teacher character is great. So I, I hadn't remembered the teacher character. That was one of the ones at first I didn't remember it. But then as soon as you see him, you realize, first of all, he's based a little bit on Hitler. 
<laughs> he's definitely he has, he has a, mustache, a mustache and he's very like this is what we're doing and he's very like methodical and stuff yeah you yeah. know and he has an armband with a swastika yeah uh no he doesn't he's have saying that we must kill all yeah there is my Liebenstrom, which means uh living space <laughs> yeah which is a huge hitler line <laughs> huge. where is my Liebens? that was his catchphrase yeah that's why it all started he yeah. could find his living space yeah uh so so the the teacher uh he has a catchphrase which we had completely forgotten about. It's the least memorable catchphrase all along. Uh, uh, like whenever a kid does something like awful in class, he goes, "Where does the school board find them, and why do they keep sending them to me?" Which is so funny because <laughs> I heard that and it went by, and then he went, oh, I heard that you mean? and then you said. <laughs> I heard that line. I heard that line, and then you said, oh, I remember that catchphrase. And I was like, that's a catchphrase. Where does the school board find them, and why do they keep sending them? I feel weird repeating it twice. It's too much time. It's the longest, like, just, like... Dirt, like sweatiest catchphrase yeah. you could possibly. And, and I was because that was the first sketch that came out after, yes. and so I was like, "Oh no, I hope this still holds up." But then it got going again. But it is so funny that because he said it twice in the uh, episode. So good, yeah. That whole thing is just the frustrated. And yeah. that catchphrase doesn't even quite make sense. Like I don't want to <laughs> talk down to the show because it's so great, but it's yeah. like. School boards, do they don't pick the children. Like, does maybe in Canada, do, in Canada, do they pick children? Yeah, maybe they go out and like recruit children from like the wilderness. They're like, come on here, okay, you're gonna be going to school here. It's great, so weird. You picked out a great when some she said like sorry or something or sorry, sorry. We got a good sorry in there. Yeah, it's very. Uh, they're always playing in hockey. That's not true. Yeah, sorry. Oh, but we we're talking about the opposite sketches, and so it went back to the teacher. Yes, and it was a great sketch where the teacher was just yelling at this girl. Uh, just like you need to do you're doing great but it's because you're not from a broken home and your parents won't ever break up because of you right yeah <laughs> so you need to start doing worse next year yeah so and and it's just like it's a funny idea it's yeah. just like a cool smart idea i think that that's really impressive because you watch a lot of like as you're saying like at this time I guess this spanned a long time within SNL, but it's like they really, in this, they messed with the form in the way that a lot of, like... If Saturday Night Live 1984 was kind of notorious as a low point, right? Right around there, that was like yeah, Eversol like and stuff? I think, the, back I think that's that when it was getting back. In it was getting early, back. In the early 80s. Uh, so, like, Eddie Murphy was just getting on, so it was coming yeah, back. Yeah. But, like, this show is, like, breaking more sort of, like, rules than... I feel like it's definitely, you can see, inspiration from uh, Laughing, which I actually Huge. don't... I mean, I know a lot about it, but I've never really watched. And and I feel like yeah. Monty Python, in a way, just sort of the the opening sequence, definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel like the absurdity of it and like yeah. messing with um, like the format is is something that. I, it has to come from there. Sure, just like this idea that we can like mess with like the meta elements of the show and, and the conventions too. Like, yeah. you can it's it's cool. Yeah, I I'm impressed, and I I. I'm taken back to that time a little bit. Me too. Yeah, I think about like when 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 did I watch this? I think it was on like five o'clock. It was like five p.m. because I think I used to watch this at five, and then moved over to like Ducktales and then Star Trek Next Generation. At Next Gen, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't a Next Gen. I wa- just watched that with Neil, right? With yeah, Neil Casey, which was uh, a blast. But yeah, I was a du- I Ducktales, uh, this show, and. That's like really. I'm glad to know that this was like solid. I'm glad to know this uh, stood up too because I I watched 
uh, I used to love Inspector Gadget oh when I was a kid. Oh, my God. What a piece of crap. It's fucking awful. It's awful. I went back and watched an episode, and I was like, this is just nearly unwatchable. It, it really is. It's it's It just feels like And it's shit. so disappointing. You're yeah. just like, what was I thinking? Yeah. It, and, you know, even at the time, it was like... I knew that I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as I liked like Danger Mouse when that was right. Which I was yeah. a huge Danger Mouse fan. Danger Mouse was cool. But I don't know if that holds up. Yeah, either. that was a big one too. Yeah. I feel like what's interesting too is I feel like da- Danger Mouse was like what a, a, a spy, like a takeoff on spy. Yeah, stuff. and it was British. And was, yeah, see, that's what I was going to say. There was that, and there was Count Duckula as Duckula well, was also, which, which is was also weird. a British thing too. That creeped me out, and I f- that was weird. Yeah, and and Danger Mouse was sort of weird, or like felt darker. Yeah, and this also, I feel like the foreign stuff, They're the okay. Canadian and the British stuff, had this sort of more adult sense of humor, and even yeah. this show learned through the documentary. The the creator of the show was in fact British, and oh. I think he brought this over sort of from England. I think I I could be wrong, but I think there, this concept had already sort of existed, and he brought it to to Canada. Yeah. And this def, this episode itself was sadder than most episodes, mm-hmm. but those recurring like themes of like, or those recurring like uh, sketches are pretty dark. Like there was the uh, execution was in this one where it was just like about to count down and kill him, and the guy sounds just like Triumph the Insult comic. Yeah. It's really yeah. funny. I'm not saying. We're not saying. Hey, we're not, we're not saying, saying. Just you do you the research. You do the math. Okay, yeah, people. Like, buy gold. Connect buy the dots. gold. <laughs> Move to a little cabin. Get your survivalist get gold. here. And get some gold. Gold. And, and water, because that's also going to be Gold and water. You can't drink gold. You can't drink water. <laughs> in the future. In the future, uh, you can't yeah, only... But it is dark. And also, like, yeah, the firing squad, I don't think they got shot in this one. This one, they didn't. So they, the, the setup was, uh, ready, aim. Uh, and then he's like, oh, hold on, why are you shooting me? He's like, your dad is a traitor. Uh, and he's like, no, I'm only at my dad, because it's all divorce stuff. I'm only at my dad's three days a week, and uh, I'm at my mom's the other side. So how can you shoot me? I'm not, I barely live with my dad. And then they, there was a bit about them trying to schedule them his taking execution. out scheduling books to figure out when his execution. So that's really dark. And then I thought that the Barth thing, which I think is still really funny and gross, and his <laughs> I heard that's funny. But there was an element to it, and maybe it was just me, but that it kept on feeling like he was maybe cooking humans. Like was there? It like, seemed like they were going to say that at the la- for the last joke. Yeah, right? he was talking about his wife. Ha- his wife had eight former husbands before them. Yes, uh, and it, it kept being like, "Oh, it's going to be in the burgers." Maybe they could never make the full human full joke. joke. I feel like they made that joke. I feel though. like they might have. But it just felt like it. Tra- and then on the last part, where she's like, "These burgers, I haven't been able to serve them in fourteen years." Yeah, because, and I was like, "Is this about eating humans?" Yeah. And the end joke was that she took the burgers 14 years ago in the divorce, and he's serving the same burgers. Same burger. They're covered in like spider webs and mold. And then the other joke that you were just talking about was that the wife who had eight, uh, his ex-wife who had eight husbands, he kept saying they kept dying, and she'd get their money, and she he'd say, oh, it's a weird coincidence that he'd she'd always bring him here to eat the food a week before they all died. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like, oh, he's going to make, the, that they were killed by, but no, they just were dying from the food. They food were just poisoning. dying from the turf. From like botulism and stuff. Yeah, which is, um, yeah, and he'd always lo- sort of loogie and sneeze in the burger. Yeah, did he spit in this one? I don't think, I think this he This one like, had worms hocked. in the burger. He he ha- yeah, like yeah. it's like one of his catch moves. He'll like start out hawking a loogie. Die. 
heard that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love that shit. Barth is great. Barth is great. What else? Did he do anything else? Less lie? Did, was he I in? I looked at his um, IMDb, mm-hmm. and he was in the uh, Teddy Ruxpin TV show as a voice. I okay. think he did a lot of sort of voiceover stuff. But I think – and when they interview – when they talk about him on other things, they always say veteran sketch actor, less lie. Oh. So I feel What's like, like I think guy maybe he must have been – and but on IMDb there aren't a lot of previous credits, so I feel like he must be a Canadian, maybe more local stuff. I don't know if yeah. that, but it's I mean, and he was good. Like he yeah, really funny. was funny. I mean, all the characters are very broad, they're like, super broad, and they're very like we're saying archetypes. It's like okay, this is the uh, dad, you know, this is like uh, the Barth. <laughs> this is the Barth. This <laughs> is typical the, Barth. This is the teacher. Yeah, but he plays them sort of. You know, it almost felt like. Even with the ending after the credits, he was a radio guy. It felt sort of like radio style, or yeah. like or old like stage style. And that something. was one of the cool things about it was that like he was in the character, but he wasn't like so like I'm so good at voices you don't even know it's me. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that you know it's him. Yeah, a yes, bit, that it yeah. had that feel. It was enough that as a little kid. You were a little bit confused, yeah, but yeah. you kind of had that, like, oh, that's the same guy. I didn't. Come so are you saying I'm dumb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, had no I was idea. a little bit, I was like seven watching this. Uh-huh, you were yeah. like five. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I, had, I had seen a lot more stuff. I'd seen a boob. I'd watched a, a Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. Ooh, and I saw my first naked woman. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I've only seen that on Comedy Central when they showed it, so I've, I didn't even know there was nudity. Let's just it. say his Bachelor Party is pretty crazy, but then he goes back to his house there's his wife, and he's, like, worried she's going to be pissed off about the bachelor party. She just drops all the, her dress, and you see her boobs. <laughs> Dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> she's naked? Yeah, you see it. You see it. And then he's, like, <gasps> he goes over and starts kissing her. We're like, wow, she's naked. Dude. Yeah. Okay, so... And Tom Hanks comes in. She's totally naked, she's, and they kiss and stuff. He, she's not naked at first, but then oh, she right. drops Okay, so she starts the with the clothes on. Yeah, yeah. Man, that is awesome. I know, man. That's you know really that they cool. Did it. And so now, what's also cool about that is now you know that Tom Hanks has seen a naked chick in real in real life. <laughs> that is real proof. You know what I mean? Because most actors that you see, you don't know. You're like. That guy seems like a pretty cool dude, but I don't know if he's ever really live, live yeah. in real life, seen a naked woman. I know. Woman. Like, do you think, like, Les Lie, if he'd ever seen a naked woman, would have done this show? That's a really good question. We don't know. And he's he's gone now, so we can't ask him that question. We can't question. ask him. There's no way to send a letter. I guess we, no could send send a, a we could find out if he has a wife, and we can ask her if he ever saw her naked. <laughs> I found our new crusade. That's a great... Yeah. Okay, so we'll do you that. You can't do that on film, too. <laughs> Did Les Lye see a naked Man, you have to watch... The, first of all, this documentary that I found is... Not available for free anywhere. Not for so free. I had, I, the, it's the only thing I've ever bought on YouTube. To, I, I had oh, to buy they, it like rented. That thing on, pops up. It says like dollar ninety nine. Four dollars. Four dollars. And I was like, dude, that's come awful, on, man. That's a new thing that YouTube's doing. It's right? really. I think they've been doing it for a while, but like for but you know, I can imagine renting like. A real movie, yeah. But renting this for four, especially bucks? for a show that only has like three hundred Follower, like, followers, like yeah. followers per the actual episode. Yeah, exactly. Let alone the documentary on it. I sort of want to get in touch with that guy, but at the same time, I sort of don't. The guy who made it, he's, he's my age. Yeah. Hey, he's probably listening to this right now. If he's if he really loves, you can't do that on television. He has a Google alert for. I have to say that. I mean, 
I feel bad giving criticism about the documentary. It's interesting subject matter, but you can't just do straight up interviews. And then he sort of <laughs> he sort of just put like sort of trancy music behind yeah. all the well, interviews. He probably couldn't afford the theme song. That's probably licensed. But you don't need them even behind like a normal interview. There would just constantly be like, <laughs> were they like doing like, the interviews in the back of like a club? Yeah, no, they were just like in people's <laughs> homes and stuff. It was just like really. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> it was really weird. And Les Lie, Les Lie did tell one story. Did he get interviewed? He was interviewed oh, in cool. it. And he's older and he has, I, I think he must be a smoker because yeah. his voice was really gravelly. Um, but he tells this one story that should not have been included in the documentary. Not because it's dirty, just because it was not interesting it has at nothing, all. And does it have anything to do with it? It was or? basically that he, I guess this was huge enough that he had to make a lot of appearances. Um, Oh, he would go around to like go to Nickelodeon. Schools. Yeah, Nickelodeon takes over your school. I think that oh, was a thing. I remember that, that it would it would take over your school and it would set up like an obstacle course and that's awesome. Yeah, I wish that happened to me. We all did. That's why we kept. That's why the kids keep working. And, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the only reason that's I passed high reason. school. Yeah, that's the, the super toy run are the two I, reasons. I only went to a college to be like maybe senior year Nickelodeon will <laughs> yeah. come and take over. Yeah, I, I wish Nickelodeon would take over Penn State. That's the only reason I get. I, take jobs it's like yeah. hopefully Nickelodeon will take over this job yeah. one day but um yeah he went to a school and he was dressed as barth and he was saying that barth was the most popular character which i found interesting really I know, it was sort of interesting i guess and that then, makes i mean like we, he was the first one we brought up right totally and uh he was like so i'm in i'm in this classroom uh doing barth and uh i guess i asked does anybody have any questions and one kid says can i have your watch and he was like uh no you, no you can't have my watch he's like it looks like a really nice watch is this kid's threatening and, him? and then then th- then the teacher goes oh that's you know charlie or whatever he's always joking around and then he goes but i knew he wasn't joking around <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's kind of ominous that was sort of and he was like you know he didn't it's a good thing he didn't have like he you know a weapon or anything but i was like why is this a sto- notable? Like that's your. I like that story. It's just like it's just like I, I knew I was worried there. The- it's just like all right, interesting. Why did you? I'm saying, man, who made this documentary? We need more context for the story. Like build it up a little bit more. Was it like uh, Leslie was very paranoid about kids? He deep down had like this mistrust of it just children. Was like it's like Leslie <laughs> sort of like zoomed into her face. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I feel like. I guess he ended up doing voiceovers, but I guess in Canada it's just a different scene for he he didn't move to L.A. and try to make man you got to move to L.A. and try to make it man less lie man you got to do it less before it's too late yeah man is less. he dead yeah he's dead oh man um, it's too late but it just it feels different if you're working on a kid show now like I feel like. There has to be a lot of input and be like, is this okay to do? Right. Like a lot of um, sort of kid – like – I feel as though it's amazing that this episode was banned. Was this in Canada and the U.S. or both? I think this one was just banned in Canada. Yeah. I think so. And it's like it had to go this far for – like I I imagine that most episodes are – basically this tone yeah oh, totally. and i feel like there's a lot like the dark stuff like would not get approved now but like watching it i would let my kid watch this yeah like i would absolutely let my kid yeah my kid justin if you're listening to this i love you how old is your kid huh how old is your kid 22 oh my god <laughs> what yeah so you've seen the naked woman yeah when i was 10 years old dude sick bro i know man it was awesome 
that's awesome, dude. I came one time when I was 10, and then I didn't again for three years. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I wonder. It, it, it is weird. Like, I'm finally starting to... Ha- like, I have one friend who has a, a baby, a very young baby now. Um, and, like, I'm starting to think, like... What is the stuff that you actually? Not that I'm gonna have a kid yeah. right now, but like, what is the stuff that actually is bad to watch? Well, because I, I think that like what was cool about this is that it was like very honest with kids, and it like looked at all the different like level like layers of stuff. And I feel like, and it had gray area. It, there was no like divorce is bad and this is wrong or this. It was just very it, like it just took. It was like uh, just like how. It was like how an adult would talk about it, but exactly. not, not, but not like pandering or being like, "Listen, divorce is a serious thing. We can't was, laugh about it." Yeah, exactly. It's like you can laugh about this shit. Yeah, uh, uh, I feel like a lot of the media now for kids is just like it's also like good and evil. Maybe it's always been that way. Yeah. I mean, I guess Star Wars is that I grew up on that. Right. But I feel like like we just kind of like feed kids this sort of like lie about the world where it's like full of good people and evil people, and then people grow up not understanding that like there's like nuance in the world yeah totally and i think i mean it's one of those weird things because i try to think of like what were those important things to me that might have shaped my sense of humor and i really do think that this must have had a big influence and i without even really being like because i would always be like well what uh, what are the my comedic influences and i'd be like well you know like kids in the hall but like as I love Kids in the Hall and it's a huge influence, but like I was in fifth or sixth grade when I was really getting into that. Yeah. And at that point, still obviously developing your sense of humor. Yeah. But like there was more bedrock there. That's 11, 12 years old. That's yeah. 12 years on this earth of yeah. like, you know, trying to figure out what's funny. Like there was a reason that I found Kids in the Hall funny. And it yeah. was probably because of this. Yeah. It, it, I mean, and it, I like that it messed with stuff. Like I like yeah. that. I like that the conventions were messed with because I feel like if you're just a regular kid watching it, it's just cool to see like a TV show be like, no, this is that whole thing's fake or like now yeah. it's the opposite time or like, I mean, I'm like, trying to think the of the fact like, uh, that we were surprised by it is yeah. like, cause I don't think that's seen a lot on TV no, in general. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to think like what replaced this, like, um, what were the, uh, uh, uh don't just sit there. Don't just sit there. Yeah. I remember that, but I can't remember anything else from the show. Very. Don't just sit there. Was like a uh, late night talk show setup. Okay. It was like in the afternoon for kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so, but there were like three hosts, and they would do some sketches, but it was more kind of like. Uh, uh, and there were comedy pieces. I think there was like a, a monologue in the beginning, but then there was also more like lifestyle, like extreme stuff. Right. Oh man, I'd love to check check that check that out, bro. Check out that. But it's, it, there. it is interesting because we're talking about the 90s and I'm not like a scholar on Nickelodeon. So this is just something I just thought about. But like it, it, you think about this sort of in terms of the slime and the, when they yeah. say, I don't know, the slime comes on or whatever. That became the f- face of Nickelodeon. And For you think forever. of shows like Double Dare and um, What Would You Do? Hosted yeah. by Mark Summers. It more became – it took away the – it just became like – Splat! This is gross. Like this is like fun, gross. Yeah. But it didn't have the uh, adult the spin on it. It didn't have it. that. Yeah, it didn't have that sort of like 
darkness, the wit, the like critical approach. Like, we can things. be gross about this, but also we are going to joke around with you like adults. Yeah. We are going to make jokes that like maybe we shouldn't make, but we're not we do that because we know you can handle it because you're kid because you're kids and kids have an intelligence about that. Yeah, but with, with like those other shows it's more like just grab the flag from the nose and the mucus comes oh, yeah. out. You know, well, Nickelodeon went I feel like went into like so many game shows. Yeah. Just man. like all game shows because there was like Finders Keepers. Oh, yeah. And then obviously like Guts was later. Guts. Uh, uh, and um, what else? There was like a whole bunch of Double Dare. Double what would Dare, you do? Uh, Wild Family and Crazy Double Kids Dare. was a lot. Was a lot of games yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, and it is weird though because you say all that and I never watched that. I don't you know if I was. All that? A, I mean, I saw maybe it I'm too a, old for all but that. I, you know what? I've also talked about this on another episode, but oh. I was. Because of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I was scared of Snick altogether. So you can I, watch it at I all? I just don't think I watched Snick. Well, the, one of the other shows that, I, that originally I was, we were trying to find was Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, because of the fact that I'd never watched the Aliens episode because I was too scared to oh. do it. Oh. Too scared to do it. I couldn't watch. There was a, uh, uh, Disney used to have, you know, the Disney, Walt Disney uh, Sunday family. Oh, hour, yeah, yeah. They like Davy Crockett or like old yeah. movies and then like newer movies. Yeah, yeah, they had like a version of the Nutty Professor. Professor that they did a made for TV version of that. But it's called, professor. I believe, the Buddy Professor. Yeah, with B U T T Y. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a huge butt. Yeah. Flubber like came he, out of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that and then it was a spin-off of Flubber, but it was called Butter. Yeah. But B U T T Y. But it's confusing because people just thought they were referring to the you know, butter. Like and the, the but dairy. The, but product. the stocks in butter rose. <laughs> huge. There was a huge Disney, butter spike. Because it seemed like Disney was Promoting butter. Butter, yeah. Anyway, anyway, as you well, were saying. a little history there. Uh, the, so we taped the nutty professor, and then or the, the absent-minded professor. Okay. Oh, so which was called the butt-minded professor. <laughs> the butt-minded professor. <laughs> there's a picture of him on the cover, just like thinking, of, and there's a thought bubble that has a butt in it. Yeah, right, but you can right. see the anus in the butt, which I thought. That was, was too a much. little graphic for a little me. graphic for a kid. I mean, it's Disney. It's graphic for me now. I know. T- to be honest, to be honest, uh, as somebody for me who has never seen a naked body, that's very much. Too, too <laughs> yeah, well, he, the professor had neither. He was just dreaming what he <laughs> dreamt it, but it looked butchy. Good luck, but he didn't. It's not accurate. No. It was very. It was very remedial. It was just like yeah. Butt. It looked like a flower. One of those flower petals that have the pointy petals. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like a little butthole, which I. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, it looks like um, <laughs> calamari. Okay. So, <laughs> so like, uh, uh, oh, oh, what was I? Okay, so we taped The Absent-Minded Professor, and I couldn't look at the tape. And there was an Unsolved Mysteries commercial that scared me so much that I couldn't even look at the tape. Wow. When I would, like, look over and see the tape, like, across the, the living room, I would get scared of the tape. Wow. That is intense. That's intense. That is really intense. So yeah. were you was your fear that aliens would come and get you? Absolutely, cuz what do you do? You can't do anything. My parents would be like, "We're just right in our room." I'm like, "That's useless." Right. You th- they're going to suck me through the wall. God, that's really it is really scary. Yeah. But what you weren't scared of like somebody just break in and no, murdering? No, not you? scared of humans. <laughs> I still am not scared of any humans. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad way to go about things. I know. I walk around and solve people. I'm not scared. <laughs> um, I don't know why I just thought about this, but it was related to the break-in. Yeah. I was just watching the Martin Scorsese documentary about George Harrison. And oh, you know, yeah. He was bro- his house was broken into. He, like, stabbed he in the hand? Stabbed. He yeah. got... It was seriously scary. Like, yeah. I, they, his wife fully describe the uh, attack and it was like a nightmare like it's terrifying 
and she had to the guy got on top of him and stabbed him she didn't know that he was stabbed but she obviously knew that yeah. in the middle of the night and she took a fire poker and started bashing the guy's head and that and then he attacked her and George Harrison who his lung was punctured like had to jump on top of him and wrestle him awful down. what a peaceful I mean, man and this is what he's going through guys leave him alone leave don't hurt george harrison and he's now he's rest in peace now he's up with he less lie less lie yeah doing skits in heaven doing music well you do know that george harrison did produce monty python uh, oh he did brian i didn't realize and that time bandits and uh, so he loves comedy he or loves whatever comedy. time he bandits loved less lie he loved less lie um that's what uh that's what most of the songs were about Less lie. Transcendental meditation. Less apple scrubs, <laughs> apple scrubs. How I love you. Less lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's totally. And then the song. that song's like wah wah. Less lie. You're giving me a wah wah. <laughs> less lie. Less lie. Um, yeah. So home invasions are scary. That, definitely. My sister was scared of home invasion. I was never scared of home invasion. God, it is terrifying. As somebody who's burglarized fairly. Oh yeah, yeah. You're burglarized. The idea of having someone in your home, like. To me, honestly, and yeah. this is not a joke, right now, having you in my home right now is... Makes you feel better? It's terrifying. No, it's, it's terrifying. It's a terrifying thing. Like, yeah. To have somebody that I, like, I don't know you, don't man. Don't know like, real well. Like, what could happen? Yeah, like, dude, I haven't seen you in, like, two years. I don't Who know knows what, what I've been happen. into? I've been in L.A. Yeah, you could be a home invader. A <laughs> total home invader. Trojan yeah. horse. Man, that should be a show. Home invaders. Home invaders. The sequel to Home Improvement. Starring Tim Allen. And he's the same character. He's uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, but he's gone bankrupt. He got divorced. Yeah, and he's like back on coke. He's back. He's coked up, and now he needs to home and invade people's homes. Yeah, he just needs to go around. And it'd be great. And Al would be like the bumbling sidekick. Dude, be like, that would be a great show. It would. If they did that, that'd be so subversive. Dude. All right. Al Borland. We're going to do this, man. We got, okay, write this down. One year from now, today... April 18th. <laughs> I don't know what today is. Way off. A month of full two months off. <laughs> April 18th. Is fit. That was way longer. <laughs> April 18th. We're meeting back here. We'll have a show done. Um, well, I thank you so much, Mike. Uh, Craig, for this coming. is a pleasure uh, delving into childhood uh, like this. It was great. Yeah. I, and I, again, pleasantly surprised with watching this. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you chose it and uh, reopened this sort of yeah. chapter in my And life. if any of the producers of... Uh, the show are watching. Great job! And if any of the producers of Home Improvement are watching, and are interesting <laughs> in home and interest in Home Invaders, yeah. let us know. And when you email us, just also let us know if you've ever seen um, a person naked live. Oh yeah, please and describe it to us. Yeah, that would be really helpful. In an email. Um, thanks so much. Oh, do you have anything that you want to? Uh, uh, um, uh, what's perennial online? Promote. promote. Um, I would like people to follow me. Uh, I've promoted this on podcast before but my instagram okay which is just is mike still mike still i like uh pretty pictures okay awesome very cool i like pretty pictures um i'm interested to see what those pretty pictures are now very pretty um well thank you so much pleasure um i'll see you after we turn the mics off <laughs> i'm gonna close my eyes until then
thank you to Mike Still for flying all the way to New York from L.A. just to do this podcast. I just uh, put him in a, on a, in a cab to the airport to fly right back, and I appreciate that. And uh, it was great to watch You Can't Do That on television. Um, it was a good time. We revisited it. We had a, a nice little uh, time, and we had a, a good time. We also had a good time, and uh, and overall, it was a good time. So thanks for listening. Uh, you can check uh, It's That Episode on Facebook at facebook.com backslash It's That Episode, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Craig Rowan, and I'll see you next time with a really another good episode time time. We're going to have it fun time that time. All right. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. Amigos.